Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk. Happy Hour Radio, sponsored by Mary Hill Winery. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. All right. Good evening, Seattle. Good evening, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I am your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, your weekend wine guy and master mixologist. So happy that you're joining us. Right here, Saturdays at 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock on 570 KVI. I hope you enjoyed last week's show. I had Joe Signorello of uh, Maison Louis Jadot, and uh, we tasted Jevry Chambertin, Bone Brazan's Premier Crew, and Corton Pouget Grand Cru. So if you want to hear that story, you want to hear the great interview, um, check out our website at happyhourradio.net. We'll get that uh, uploaded and for you to enjoy. And you can find all of our great shows and our great guests on happyhourradio.net. Brand new website, it is live. So so please check it out. Hey, it's uh, summertime. My goodness, it's June 20th. Are you kidding me? I uh, hope you had a great Father's Day. And um, Coral Wines. Coral Wines is your, your wine for June. This is my new project. I want to tell you about uh, great white, great red, and great world-class rosé. Coral Wines, white coral, pink coral, and red coral. You can available at PCC Markets. Uh, well, head up the Space Needle by the Glass, Aqua. Restaurant on the waterfront by the glass, Mackay on Alki. Take a trip over to West Seattle, my hood, and um, available at all the great wine shops in Seattle, McCarthy and Shearing, and Esquin, and Bin 41 and Champions. So check out CoralWines.com. And I hope you uh, had a good time at Rose Revival. That was uh, just a few days ago on Thursday. It was at Ray's Boathouse. We had a great time. So much fun, so much pink. Eat, drink it, think it. Well, and uh, <laughs> it was too much fun. I am now pink. I, I, instead of a tan, I have actually pink skin, which is good. Um, Passport to Sip, if you're looking to get out and about and learn all about the wine uh, tastings and uh, the wine rooms in Woodenville across the state, in Chelan and Yakima and Walla Walla, of course, go to um, Passport to Sip. My friend Kristen Ackerman, publisher of Ship, Sip Magazine, Sip Magazine, that is, has PassportToSip.com, $1,700 in value. It's good all summer, and uh, I think it's good all year, actually, Thirty nine ninety nine gets you uh, entree, deals, discos, and VIP treatment, PassportToSip.com. But right now, um, I'm looking forward to Wine Rocks. Wine Rocks is, uh, well, the celebration of summer. If you're into wine, great food, um, and live music, you got to check out Wine Rocks, July 9th. And here to talk about Wine Rocks is the event producer, uh, my friend Jamie Piha. Welcome to Happy Hour. Well, it's always fun to be at Happy Hour. Geez, I wish I was here on that last show tasting all those French wines. That sounds pretty tasty. It was really good. We gotta love Burgundy. That's if you. That's really. I was in Burgundy in 1985, and that's where I got found my love with French food, French women, and French wine. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. It is the triumvirate. I've achieved it. I could go to heaven. But we're in rosé season now. We are in rosé season, and the rosé revival was fantastic. A lot of great producers, and I was pleased to have a coral wines, pink rosé re- represented so well. Very nice. Well, Wine Rock Seattle. You know, it was created by Jen Doak, who owns Brimmer and Heel Tap Restaurant 
restaurant. Cool spot. And uh, so I've been producing this. We, we sort of started it together eight years ago, really small, in Gibson Guitars Studio. We had about 100 people there. And uh, Was that at the Hard Rock? Uh, we have also had it at oh. the Hard Rock Cafe. Where was Gibson Guitars? Gibson I, I Guitars originally was, I think it was in Georgetown. Now it's downtown, oh. but I think it was in Georgetown. Anyway, it was this tiny little studio, and yeah. we had, she she thought came up with this idea that it would be really great to showcase winemakers who were also musicians. And uh, so we had a small crowd, and we had you know, a couple things to taste there, and, and these winemakers got up and played music, and it was, you know, all really kind of organic originally, but uh-huh. boy, has it grown. So um, we're really excited this year. This is the eighth year, and it's held at Pier 66 on the waterfront side. So it's a great side. Half the event is just right outside on, on the sound, looking, you know, looking great. And, yeah. you know, in the sunshine and knock, awesome. Knock. Yeah. And then the other half is inside. And this year we have, uh, we've really raised the bar on music. We have four great bands this year. Really? Yeah. We, right. we, we decided after last year, you know, we, we've, we've been kind of organic with who's been playing uh-huh. and whatever. There are a couple really outstanding bands. Uh, well, Chatter Creek, uh, Gordy Rossin's Gordy Chatter Rossin. Creek. He yeah. has a band. He changes the name of the band every year. Uh, and so this. Keep it fresh. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so they'll be our opening band this year and they're really fun because they play a lot of oldies and fun things songs that people can sing to and dance to alright so Wine Rocks is uh, it's a Thursday it's a Thursday night Thursday July 9th July 9th from 6 to 10 uh-huh. uh, you can find information at winerockseattle.com winerockseattle.com and uh, you know we end up having about uh, 45 wineries there uh-huh. we're having an exciting Rhone Zone bar this the year the Rhone Zone I liked it yeah. I'm in yeah and so your wines will be there Coral Wines <laughs> yeah, right absolutely so we're excited to have you so anyway we have four bands this year. Uh, one has Gordy Rossin from Chatter Creek. The second one is uh, Derek Devoin from Darren Devoin from uh, Devoin Sales. I always get them mixed up. <laughs> is his up. brother not in the band? He's not, not the in sound the band. guy. No, no, not one of the uh, groupies. <laughs> and they're super fun. And then the uh, the third band has uh, is called Joyfield, and uh, there is. Um, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name. I don't have it in front of me, but from Michael Florentino Sellers. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, the and they're great. They're really an indie rock is band. Michael Florentino's name. Hmm. Well, but Indie I don't Rock. think it's, it's not him that's oh, in the I band. See. But oh, I see. Yeah, the winemaker there. And then uh, the fourth is a headliner, and uh, the na- their their name is yet to be released, but it's a headliner band. Oh, I like that name, yet to yet, be released. Yet to be released is kind of a cool name. <laughs> it's but like, that's a wine name. <laughs> exactly. They've been played a lot on KX, KEXP and uh, Tractor Tavern, and so they're kind of known. So it's not necessarily a wine band. This, this is No, this one's not a wine oh, I band. See. This is the headliner. That's, that's cool. Right. So we Let's kinda, bring in yeah. a, a, a... I think that's important because you bring in a um what I'll say the cult uh Counterculture style, which right. brings in new people drinking wine, and everyone's exactly. drinking wine. They just need a, a venue to to enjoy wine and the, their style of music. And I, mean, and I know Gordy's; those guys rock, and and Darren rocks, and uh, they're a lot of fun. But it's good to have some, you know, this headliner gives it, a little more excitement it to it. Gives it a little more excitement. It's a really affordable event. You know, it's forty five dollars. The proceeds go to University District Food Bank, mm-hmm. which is great to work with. We do have a wine store on site, so you can taste, sample, and then buy, which is of course great for the wine business. Oh yeah, you can. T- Taste it, try it, and then buy it. Taste it, try it, and then buy it. Exactly. We do have a bunch of food trucks there, and also new this year, we're going to have a lamb spit out on the waterfront side, doing little lamb spitting contest. Lamb spitting contest. So doing, you know, doing some. uh, Those are camels. Yeah, we'll have spit cups for those, Chris. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
So there's a lot of new food elements as well this year. So it's just going to be really fun. You know, it's a great way to just, you know, it's right after the 4th of July. Everybody's kind of in that celebrity, celebratory summer mood. Celebratory summer mood. Yes. I like that. That's me all through summer getting my uh, my gargoyle glasses on and just uh, <laughs> checking it out. So food trucks is really fun down there at Bell Harbor. And you got mm-hmm. enough room for this, right? You've got time, room huge. for music. Yeah. It's huge. It's really quite large. And, you know, we've got the whole kind of pier apron. It's the area where cruise ships usually come in so it's a really big area outside states or passengers and yeah. all that stuff and so we can we're growing the event and adding a little more space to it outside there will also be dj music on the outside so the bands will be on the inside the dj music will oh, be on the outside so it'll kind of go Who's back the DJ? and forth kxp uh no it's not kxp uh it's um oh gosh you really yeah. oh here it is i knew i had it somewhere dj dubreezy he played he, he played at pop i don't know if you were oh at yeah pop. he was really i good. didn't go to pop because that was uh, i was out of town but um i love a DJ. I DJed for 25 years, so had a good time doing that. <laughs> Jack of all trades, a Chris of all trades. Uh, so Wine Rocks, July 9th, that's a Thursday night, uh, from 6 to 10, so you can still go out afterwards if you like. So you've got beer, you've got wine, We've you've got, got food inside. There's complimentary food, right? I can get some cheese and crackers or something. Yeah, there's some there's some uh, you know, nibbles and samples, and the lamb will be complimentary as well. But then there are food trucks there, so people can sample what they like, and uh, those you do need to pay for. For, sure. But it's you know, on top of the ticket, but forty-five dollars, all of that, great music, great entertainment. Rub elbows with all the winemakers. Oh yeah, rub elbows with me. I'll be there. Yeah. Come on. Coral mm-hmm. Wines debut has just debuted, right? That's right. We'll be there. It's That'll very be our exciting. third debut. So fun and uh, summertime, July, boy. Have you noticed how in June we're here at the solstice? I this know. is it. I think it's tomorrow. But after that, we, that sunset gets a little more red and golden <laughs> and prettier and prettier, uh, just like coral wines. Oh, well, um, Wine Rocks, how do we get tickets? Tickets, winerocksseattle.com. Uh, you can also go to tabletalknorthwest.com, which is our uh, media site, and you can find more information there. Uh, and we also have uh, an article up that has links to the different bands, so you can hear the music. Cool. That's on uh, winerocksseattle.com? It's on winerocksseattle.com and tabletalknorthwest.com. Cool. Yep. So tell me the bands again. We have Gordy Rostin is uh, the winemaker for Chatter Creek. Yes. And he makes uh, a whole host of wines, Cabernet Franc and Malbec and um, Chardonnay and Pinot Gris and just great wines. All A bunch of them are screw top, too, which I really like. So uh, he's over in Woodenville, right? He's in Woodenville. He's been in Woodenville for 10 years now at Chatter Creek. Um, gosh, before that, I think he was the winemaker for, I want to say Columbia. Columbia had a second label years back, and he was the winemaker for that. Mm, really? I can't remember what it was called. Cubby it was a Run? long time ago. No, it wasn't Cubby, it was Cubby Run. Run. It was a different one. Hmm. Anyway, um, so, so Gordy will be there. He he's, plays bass? He plays bass. He has been there every year. So this, so I mean, he's kind of a favorite. He's been there every year, and they're a super fun band. I mean, they're really they fun. Yeah. yeah, dance, danceable music, and that's what's going to kick it off. Yeah, it was danceable. I was selling a little rockabilly, or that was Darren. I mean, they have this good, good groove. There's no metal there, which, and I'm still waiting for Chris Gorman to jump on and I we know. can do some he, metal covers. He would be great. Oh, you know what else we haven't told you about? What's that? Our MC this year. Who's the MC? Trey Bush. Trey Bush, super MC. <laughs> yeah, from Sleight of Hand. So, you know, he loves uh, music, the, and his whole theme oh, yeah. with Sleight of Hand's music and albums and Pearl Jam. And so, he's always really been a big proponent of this event. And one of the reasons, you know, we decided to bump up the music element was Trey was like, look, you really got to take this up a notch. Yeah, I mean, a signature event to just to, um, you know, give it more flavor for the rest of the community because yeah. it's a, definitely a wine thing. But and we, if we highlight the music, the wine becomes even just you know 
get the music there. No one's drinking the wine. It's like the new discovery. That's right. That's right. So that so that's really cool, and I think that'll be really fun. I I saw him recently at the celebrity. Well, you were there, the celebrity's waiter luncheon, where he had that big wig on and stuff. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I think you need to come dressed up that like that. That looked good. Yeah. Yeah. So, he was a, a hippie. He was a he or perfect. he was a Robert Plant. Yeah, one of whatever. The two. I don't know what it was, but he he was great. So I think that'll add a little fun to it too, and keep keep the wine theme going on as well. Okay. So and then uh, the the headline band again is yet to be determined or yet to be released or uh, soon to be named or TBA. Yeah, it's soon to be released. Okay. Yes, and it was it was. I mean, it took a long time to find the right combination of music for this. Oh yeah. Um, Joyfield is new this year, and this is the band that has a member of Michael Florentino of Sellers in it, and their music is terrific. I mean, I've got online and listen to them a lot of female vocals Sweet. and instrumental but kind of indie and really a great sound so awesome i'm very excited they're in the third position and then the final one will be our headliner which we'll be announcing soon you can go back to the website winerockseattle.com to find out who it is and what they sound like but it's going to be another indie rock kind of band so great well yeah. summertime jumping them down we want to you know some energy some verve uh, some vibrancy and uh, some some you know good toe tapping Dancing fun. Well, Wine Rock Seattle is June 9th. It's Thursday night down at Bell Harbor, 6 to 10. You can get tickets at winerockseattle.com or check out Table Talk Northwest. TableTalkNorthwest.com. Yeah, that's Jamie's uh, website. She does a, a great uh, hosting some videos for wineries and breweries and celebrities in the wine biz or beverage biz. And uh, so much fun. She's uh, uh, the, one of the matriarchs of our uh well, wine industry here <laughs> in the nicest way. Um, the lovely Jamie Piha. <laughs> the matriarch. Let's see. What else have I been called? I think I've been called a few other I things. Said okay, I there said was, Maven. Yeah, well, no, there no. Was, uh, you, if you only have good things to say, then right. I say good there things. There you go. Well, right? Seattle Magazine, what was their, their recent thing? I was the godmother. I'm like, godmother. oh my God, they must think I'm so old. I'm you know, like, what's the deal? <laughs> as long as not the Yenta or the, they, the Thank mensch. you. I'm really glad they did not go that far. <laughs> oh, really? And that was fun. That was a cute little spot. I, I think I was... Uh, we all got in Two there. Two articles below you. We were yeah. all part of the party starters. Chris. Party starters. That's yeah. Right. Party Pump starters. Up the jam. So uh, get your jam on at uh, Wine Rock Seattle, winerockseattle.com, July 9th, Thursday night. Tickets are 45 bucks. 45 A host of food, wine, uh, say wine trucks. When's that coming? Yeah, I, I, I was, there's probably right around the corner. Food trucks, <laughs> uh, wine, beer, samples, and lots of sun, we hope. So uh, check it out. Uh, Jamie Piha, um, thanks for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thank you so much for having me. See you at Wine Rocks. Excellent. So coming up on the show, I've got uh, some more fantastic guests, and I'm always excited to, to share. I've got uh, John Steinberg, who is the um, producer of Hand of God Wines. He's all about Argentina, and he's got great Malbecs, a host of fantastic wines. He's got a place down in uh, Soto, oh, sorry, South Lake Union, which is called The Viewed, V-U-D-E, and uh, he does wine tastings, private events, dinners, um, uh, winemaker dinners, or more chef dinners with his wines. Lots of great wines. That's John Sandberg coming up on the show, so stick around. We'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. Lars Larson has the real story. Weekdays, 6 to 9 p.m., only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Talk Radio 570 KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. 
right. All right. It's time for round two on Happy Hour Radio. Thanks to Jamie Piha and uh, chatting about Wine Rocks. you got to be there. It's uh, July 9th at Bell Harbor. That's winerockseattle.com. And uh, right now, it's my pleasure to welcome uh, an old friend of mine who uh, is big into uh, the Andes Mountains and lots of great Malbec and much, much more. John Steinberg of Hand of God Wines. Welcome to Happy Hour. Hey, it's great to be here. So, John... Um, Let's get a little background about you. I don't know how many people know you. I know that you have this great uh, little uh, venue down in southern uh, South Lake Union area um, called The Viewed. But uh, let's talk about this. I understand you're a finance guy, and then you got into the wine biz. Yeah, so I sometimes give the talk called uh, From Venture Capital to Vintner Capital. (laughs) Um, I moved up here many years ago at this point uh, to work for Microsoft. I was um, at Stanford Business School, and that plays a role in how I got into the wine business later. We'll talk about that and moved up uh, to work there and the company got bigger than I ever wanted it to be from just a working standpoint and ever since then I've been doing startups and mm. Hand of God is a startup for me and the most exciting one I've ever been involved with but I've, I've been involved with startups probably hu- literally hundreds of them uh, but nothing has consumed me like like this one. <laughs> like the barrels and the grapes and the business exactly. of wine. So Hand of God Wines, give us a little background. What year did you start it and what's, uh, what's the deal? Yeah, so sometimes, you know, people always ask the question, how did you get into wine? And I sometimes call it the, the lifestyle pornography. <laughs> and, uh, and and it's, it's romantic from the outside. Um, being on the inside, not yeah. always romantic, but uh, I truly took a left turn at Albuquerque. Meaning, one day I got on a plane, because I like to leave the USA every year, go somewhere to see what the rest of the world's up to. And 2007, I chose Argentina. People had been talking about it for a long time, saying what a great place it was. And on my way down... Uh, I looked in my Stanford directory, alumni directory, and said, who from Stanford's in Argentina? And one of my classmates, Santiago Achavo, was one such person, and he agreed to meet me for a glass of wine at his winery in Mendoza. Of the Achaval, right? The Achaval Ferrer, yes. Yeah, that's quite uh, the project down in Argentina. So uh, you're in Mendoza, and what's the elevation of Mendoza? So we have two vineyards, but generally speaking, it's high elevation. You know, it's almost a mile high. Wow. And what's so stunning about these vineyards and that setting is that we look at Mount Rainier and we think, oh my, could there be a more beautiful postcard-esque well, that's at about 14,600 14, feet, right? Yes. The Andes behind my vineyards are 20 to 21,000. Wow. They're just, they, they, it's truly when I say the hand of God, and we can talk about the name later, but I, I walked and felt something so special, and it was so humbling. I thought, this was, I just need to be here somehow. And so Santiago and I sat down and had a glass of wine, and it was through his Finca wines, which all have scored yeah. 99 points. Mm-hmm that I really, for the first time, understood the concept of terroir. That these 300% Malbec wines could be so elegant and so different, and yet so close in proximity from a vineyard standpoint, that I said, okay, I get it now. For the first time, I truly get it. So we had a glass of wine, and then we had a couple glasses of wine, then we had a couple (laughs) bottles of wine, then we had an asado, and we ate some meat, and five hours later we shook hands and said, let's let's do this together. That's awesome. And we had Santiago when I was working at that private club. Uh, We had him up for a great tasting and uh, for uh, our Cheval Ferrer. How do you say it? 
A Chavo Ferrer. A Chavo. A Chavo. I got to say that. A but chavo. you know what? He responds to uh, just about anything. He's, <laughs> a, he's a fun guy. He's a smart guy. And he's developed into an amazing winemaker. In fact, Wine Spectator called him the master of Malbec. Ah, I like that. I'll have to bring that up. I'm the master of mixology and the Commodore of cocktails. Quite <laughs> 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 the master of Malbec. Uh, that one's taken. Uh, speaking with John Steinberg, the founder, the uh, startup venture capitalist who's moved into Vintner Capitalist here uh, with Hand of God Wines on Happy Hour Radio. So, Hand of God Wines, um, I get it. The Andes, you're close to heaven and close to, you know, what's up there. That's right. Well, that's that's part of it. But there's another story, if you're not familiar with it. When you walk into the Vood, our tasting room now, officially licensed in South Lake Union, and cool. we're actually having a grand opening, um, and we'd welcome people to come by and, and give us a call, and we can arrange for tastings as well beyond that. What's but, the website real quick? Uh, www.handofgodwines.com. Uh, handofgodwines.com. And my email is just john at handofgodwines.com if right. anyone wants to reach out to me personally. J-O-N. But, J-O-N. Got it. But it'll get there either way. But uh, Hand of God Wines, you know, we, you walk into the Vood and there's a huge picture on the wall and it looks like a, a, a volleyball almost. There's a guy with his hand touching a ball. And uh, it turns out that is the hand of God moment, the most oh, famous right. moment That's in right. World Cup soccer history. Although now with FIFA in trouble, I guess maybe there's something more. <laughs> That's infamous. <laughs> infamous, exactly. Uh, but uh, what's interesting is if you talk to an Argentine and you say to them, where were you when hand of God happened? When that goal was scored, when they won the World Cup, when they beat England, they can not only tell you where they were, what they were wearing, who they were with, yeah. what they were eating. It has that strong of a memory. And our hope is that our wines can create some of those memories. Very cool. Well, I remember where I was when we won the World Championship with the Sonics in 79. 79. Yeah, I Absolutely. Know where I was. So. I think I was wearing some plaid pants. <laughs> Very appropriate. Uh, so Hand of God Wines is both about uh, the height of the Andes and, of course, the, that seminal moment in Argentine uh, World Cup history. Uh, very cool. That's kind of – was Diego in there? Was Diego that? Maradona. So yeah, that right. – so, and just for, just for a quick background on it, it – that's an illegal goal, of course, he yes. scored. And they didn't have instant replay back then, right? And so everybody else saw it, including all yeah, the, the English team. players, right? <laughs> exactly. And you'll remember it was the Falklands and the Maldives, so it was actually politically charged time as well. That's right. And so afterwards, the journalist said to Diego, hey, man, come on, that went off your hand. He said, no, 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 that went off the hand of God. Oh, so, wow. So That's quotable forever. I like that. Yep. Well, um, let's talk about uh, the winemaking process and uh, how many wines you have for Hand of God wines. Yeah, so we're small. I mean, we set out uh, when thinking about this and when Santiago and I talked about it, we said, "Don't you're already doing amazing things, but let's not do the exact same thing. That would not be interesting for people. And let's try and show Argentina on the world stage. Let's show what Argentina is capable of. And also let's do things that we like. You know, let's not just think about what the public's going to want, but let's think about truly things that we enjoy drinking every day ourselves. And what's great with food? I am a long, deep-hearted foodie, which is part of the reason we did the food. And I love food and wine together. And so that those were some of the elements that went into making these wines. So we have three wines today. We make less than 2,000 cases of wine. We're very boutique. We Our yields... That's we, boutique for uh, Argentina. Oh, <laughs> very much so. Absolutely. And so um, the the three wines, each one of them is unique. And, I'll, and I can go through them when you're ready. You go so you make three wines just now? I mean, that's all your portfolio is three wines? Three wines. Interesting. Now, coming out next year, we'll have an additional three. 
Because there's five fingers on the hand of God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. But we do have the fingerprint series. Uh-huh. I um, like that. So we will. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's fun because each wine is so different from each other, in addition to being unique to the country, that um, we do those dinners. And it's really fun to pair. We, we brought in most of the chefs in Seattle, from Ethan to Josh to Renee Erickson, on and on, uh, Jason Wilson's. Uh, been in a couple times, and and so what I'm always looking for is to challenge them to say, okay, here are these interesting wines. Sure. What do you what can you do that's different? And we've had some amazing menus that are actually on uh, thevood.com. And so thevood.com and handofgodwines.com. Right. Okay. Or yeah, hand of God, God wines. Hand of God wines. Yeah. So, um, did you, as a Stanford business grad, I'm sure you did lots of due diligence and research. Did you look at the Malbec swing? Because I think 07 was just the really beginning of seeing all of. The, with the downturn of the world economy that Argentinians still had this great resource of employment or, you know, workforce, and that they were able to get their wines here. You know, $10 Malbecs were fantastic. They kind of got us, you know, bit us, and then we kind of got the fever, and now it's like we've got more extracted wines and bigger wines and more beautiful wines and voluptuous wines, et cetera. You did study for that? Yeah, so, I mean, study it's probably... Uh, probably Research? Grandizing, <laughs> grandizing it. But what we did do is we said, look... Um, Malbec's on the rise. Argentina's on the rise. And even with the $10 Malbec back then, Santiago was known for these higher-end wines and yeah. was getting amazing scores. So I thought, okay, the world's being introduced to Argentina. They, a lot of them know, are starting to know and do know Santiago. Let's combine that and let's, let's produce something that's different. And so Santiago produces the wine for you? He's the wine? Oh, idiot. yeah. No, we do it at Achavo Ferrer. Oh. He does it. Uh, it's completely his technique. In fact, uh, Roberto Cipresso from a very famous Italian winemaker is a consulting winemaker, comes over every year from Italy during the harvest because uh, it's the opposite season, of course. Yes. And so uh, he does it all. And, I, and you know, my job is to, to schlep boxes in the United States and, <laughs> and have dinners at the food and let people know about it. The romant romantic part. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's interesting, a little history about uh, Argentina is that uh, when phylloxera hit uh, the Europe, that many of the winemakers from France and Italy, when Spain for that matter, went down to Argentina, where phylloxera was pr predominantly, uh, the area was predominantly phylloxera free based on the Andes and the soil. Um, so very cool. Well, speaking with John Steinberg, the, uh, the man behind the hand of God wine. Com. Check it out. We've got three beautiful wines here in front of me. It's a white and two reds, and I'm very excited to dive in the, into these wines. When we come back from this break, if you have any questions out there, you got to send us an email to ask at happyhourradio.net. And I'm so pleased. Um, our new website just went live. It's happyhourradio.net. Shout out to Stacy Edwards, who is my web designer. She's got Stacy and Co. Check it out. If you like it, you got to give her a call. So stick around. We'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. The home of the great one, Mark Levin, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m., Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. 
All right, ding, ding, ding. It's time for another round on Happy Hour Radio. I'm here with uh, John Steinberg, the uh, man behind the Hand of God Wines from Argentina. He also is the proprietor of The Vood, which is a hot little spot, a tasting room, and a dinner hall down in South Lake Union. Uh, John, talk about The Vood real quick. Yeah, so it's. I wanted to show people our wines in a different context. You know, we certainly aren't in Napa or even Walla Walla. We certainly don't have a mansion. And I know for me, I walk into a grocery store and I'm completely overwhelmed by choice and labels and prices and varieties. And so what I wanted to do is create theater, storytelling. I wanted to create a place where people could sit down, try the wines with great food and where we could talk about it and and focus on it. And so that's what the Voodoo is. It's a private event space. People rent it out all the time. We have amazing events. We had two last night. It was fun to actually have a Stanford tasting. And mm. uh, But, you know, it's open as a tasting room. And so I encourage people to come by and taste the wines and chat. and Address hours? Yeah, 308 9th Avenue North, right by the old Jones Soda, if people remember that, yeah. or Banya, uh, right in the heart of Amazonia. And the hours, the, <laughs> the hours, jungle. the jungle, man. It's a, it's amazing. We're in little Shanghai down there with all the cranes, but it's uh, it's uh, available by appointment. Not and, New Delhi. <laughs> not New Delhi. <laughs> uh, so the um, Hours are by appointment. By appointment. We're, we're going to cool. establish more regular hours as we go on, but yeah. uh, V U D E Velvet Underground Dining Experience. Ooh, Velvet Underground. Finally, they're back. <laughs> so cool. Well, I've got three uh, lovely bottles of wine here. Um, I see a white, uh, two reds. Let's talk about this white wine. What do you got? Well, uh, if you think of Argentina, typically you think of Malbec. And if you're a little bit more knowledgeable about Argentina on the white side, you think of Torontes, which is a very nice wine, and especially if you're sitting by the pool on a hot summer day. Uh, Torontes happens not to be my favorite or Santi's favorite, so we decided to do what Santi loves, which is Rhone varietals. And you'll see that in our blends here. And so we are literally the only people in the world making this wine. We call it our Vroom wine, V-R-M. Any guess what the grapes are? Vunier, Roussan, and Marsan. There you go. Christopher is on it. <laughs> but uh, completely unusual. And what I say to people about this wine is, okay, I'm going to serve you a wine that you've never had before. And if you're thinking of the Overo California Chardonnay, we're about as far from that as you could get. And this is almost, and I've done this with actually very mature palates. I've covered it up, and they thought it was a red wine. It's almost a red wine looking... It has weight. It has texture. A um, little bit of oak on here. Right. Exactly. And look at the color. Um, you'll see we leave the skins on for three days. Mm. So it's, it's Santi. It's his first w- white wine. And interestingly, uh, I happen to love our red wines, but uh, when we consistently do tastings, th- this is a, a wine that people, you know, maybe it's not their style or they love it. And so last night we had 12 people over and... Uh, half the group voted this as their favorite wine, which was, I mean, it's really gratifying and interesting to me because it's not an obvious choice. You know, we talked about doing things that are different. So, in fact, in Argentina, we can't even label this as a VRM because the government does not recognize these varieties. Really? That's a, um, what's the actual uh, government designation for the vineyards or just Mendoza's? It says, well, Uco Va- to- we're in the oh, Uco, Uco. Uco Valley. Okay. Right. 
Um, and so we planted these vineyards in 2007. These are all estate fruit, all hand-picked. Very, you know, we end up uh, selling most of it and only using what we like. And the vineyard soils, is that basically schist, granitic schist? Well, it's, in- it's of course, it's actually somewhat similar to um, eastern Washington, which probably is why you're starting oh, to see some. Yeah, and you're starting to see some uh, Malbec grown in eastern Washington, high desert. You've got the, the, the flow off the Andes. Right, the diurnal right, shifts. Right. So you get great sunshine from being elevated. Then you get this cooling, which keeps the bright acidity. Yep. Um, interesting wine. Uh, of course, Viognier, uh, Roussan, and, and Marsan are uh, hallmarks of the Southern Rhone Valley and um, made blends from those uh, for uh, millennia, I believe. Um, it's a delicious wine. It still has some of the aromatic here. I think that the oak texture um, gives it some uh, a little bit of structure, a little frame, and um, the acid's nice and bright, so I was like, what is this? Um, I would not have thought Viognier, Roussan, Marsan, because I can I haven't, you know, figured to be a single varietal of anything, but to do, uh, how many acres planted do you have of those three vines? Oh, gosh, two. Two? I mean, this is this is hundreds of cases. In fact, we're almost out of this wine, oh. uh, and we're looking to bring in the next vintage. Uh, so, this- 2012 Fingerprint Cities, uh, and you call this wine the VRM? Is that- yeah, the VRM, okay. or the Vroom. Yeah, Fingerprint Series White Blend. And how do we get this? So either at the Vood, uh, but we're in about 20 different locations from Esquins to McCarthy and Shearing to Wine World uh, to Whole Foods. Um, so, but, you know, I love, the, love all those guys and they've done a great job for us. But, you know, we'd love to have people come in and taste it. And, sure. Well, and, 100 cases. I mean, <laughs> you got a little bit of sprinkle here, sprinkle there. Yes. Uh, and this would run 35? Yep. All right. Exactly. Bing, bing, bing. Okay. On to this uh, lovely bottle of red. It says uh, 2010 Hand of God Fingerprint Series. And this has got a red uh, H on it. So um, the other wine has a black H. So tell me about this red H. Yeah. So the H, uh, you know, if you look at that, again, when you've got God on the label, you um, try and keep it pretty minimal in terms of verbiage. Sure. It says a lot right there. And yeah. so if you look at our labels, they're quite they're quite minimalistic. There's a die cut um, seeing through the bottle. And that H means a lot of things. It's it's both of course hand, right, for the H, but it's also a vineyard post if you look at it. Oh yeah. And some people think it's a goal post for soccer. And some people <laughs> right and, and, and what's the die cut? Is that a sun? Is that a soccer ball? Or is it just the things you can't say? The not the unspoken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so that's what that's about. Uh, interesting. Because and, and, we never want to be telling people what the wine should be to them, right? It is a very individual and personal experience. It is. There's uh, six billion people with six different, uh, well, six billion different palates. Exactly. Um, a lot of us with who have a fine wine palate can appreciate this. So the 2010 um, red wine, it's 55% Malbec, 35 Syrah, and 10% Petit Verdot. So quite an interesting blend. Again, unique. Uh, I don't know, I really don't know anybody else doing this. I'm sure there are some people down there doing it, but he loves the Rhone, so the Syrah. We think the Syrah is the surprise of Argentina, mm. and we're going to bring out a Syrah. I, I love Syrah. I got introduced really to Syrah because of Washington. Yes. I love the Syrahs here. And so we wanted to try it, and um, I, I'm i super excited. Next year we'll have that uh, 100% Syrah coming out. But in this wine, this is our... This is our if the next wine you're going to have is our our guy wine, this is our this is our feminine wine, and I don't mean that that you should be a woman to drink it because they're just different. No, it's got some power. It's got some power, but it's soft and it's velvety, and it's that. There's home. an elegance to it. Right, elegance yes. is the right word. It finishes. 
Mm-hmm. It's got great acidity. So uh, quite interesting blend. I get, I do get a Malbec uh, flavor in there, and uh, certainly that Syrah pops out with some of that black pepper and spice. And the Petit Verdot, or, uh, right? Yeah. Petit, yeah. yeah. Always an interesting grape because I think it just sort of fills it up with this um, just super dark fruit and some a little bit of tannin. Tannin, yep, exactly. exactly. Uh, so Hand of God, uh, um, the Fingerprint Cities 2010 is at Red H. What does this run? 45, 55? 45. Yeah. All right. Bing, bing, bing. Okay. Last wine (laughs) is the Black Age. This is the 2010 Old Vine Malbec. So this wine, again, I I, I keep coming back to how we're doing things differently. This wine, this is a fun story. Uh, I said to Santiago, you make the most famous 100% variety, uh, Malbec variety, Finca wines in the world. (laughs) And um, I want to do one of those. But I don't want to do what you're doing. So we spent three days, 50 vineyards, believe it or not, with Charles Smith, because we were thinking about doing something with him. He came down, Santiago and Charles really? were going to do something together. And uh, on, the, on the last day, and the 50th vineyard, we found this special vineyard, <laughs> literally, where Santiago literally ate the dirt and said, this is incredible. Wow. And it was 100-year-old vines. It's from a vineyard called Stolen Horse Vineyard. And the farmer wouldn't talk to us at that moment because someone had stolen his horse. And these vineyards have never been plowed by anything other than a horse. Oh, my goodness. We bought him a horse, and we got the vineyard. <laughs> and so this is 100% Malbec. This is amazing. So this takes me back to uh, the old world, really takes me to Cahor. In France, I mean, this is so dark and, and brooding, um, with great earth-driven structure and terroir. The acid is just moderate plus, and the tannin is firm, um, but I don't say velvety, but it's just firm, but it fades just beautifully. Yeah, it's just—it's such a special wine. You know, I this will all our wines will age really well, including the white. But this this is kind of the master Psalms wine. And this, you know, I've got several in the area and beyond who bought this for their personal seller. And yeah. I'm excited because each year we've seen it change and it's just growing into its beautiful self. The hallmark for um, this great wine is that you've got the super ripeness, but you've got the natural acidity. And that's difficult for the United States because we're very warm. But here you've got the cool nights. So John Steinberg, amazing wines, handofgodwines.com and also the vood.com. Thanks so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. What a pleasure. Oh, love that. My mouth is, um, that's really a very pleasant Malbec. I mean, it's it's unctuous. It's, I should say unctuous, but it's bold and beautiful. So uh, thanks so much for these great wines. And uh, coming up next, I've got Vicki Luthold for our Reality Radio segment, A Day in the Life of Mary Hill Winery. So stick around. We'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. live. He's here. Sean Hannity. Weekdays, noon to three, only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan. All right. It's uh, time for round four and time for our uh, reality radio segment. I have the pleasure of having a co-owner, co-founder, Vicki Luthold, who is uh, down from down in the town of Mary Hill here on this beautiful June evening. Uh, Vicki, welcome to Happy Hour. Thanks for having me. So, um, gosh, here we are in the middle of June already. And uh, tell us what's happening down there at the winery. Okay, well, let's see. We are in the throes of our busy season. Our visitation is um, huge this year. It's been really exciting. I think some of our accolades and awards have 
added to that. We are in, uh, just have gone through shatter in the vineyards, so the vineyards are a little ahead of schedule. We are bottling like crazy, trying to get done before harvest. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you really, so bottling, bottling will take uh, four more months here because harvest comes in September, October. Yeah, yeah. We're, we, you know, we're at 80,000 cases now, so it takes a little while. Yeah, do you, uh, do you have some Oompa Loompas down there? Or do you have a great staff, I'm sure, right? We have a fabulous staff. <laughs> I'm just so proud of all of them. And uh, you must feed them. Uh, I know that we chatted last year during harvest. You get some great harvest meals and get the crew in there. And uh, Does that happen happening during bottling as well? You know, as a matter of fact, I'm uh, in my kitchen getting ready to bring some lunch down to everybody right now. Ah, I love that. Well, lunch, dinner, breakfast, anything's good for me. Uh, <laughs> that's fabulous. So um, I understand there's a big change down there. I know you've had that beautiful concert venue for years, but this year there's something new going on. Yeah, we're just taking a one-year hiatus and making some improvements to the entrance and exit at our overflow parking, which was a little bit of a cluster last year. We had a huge backup on the highway and uh, and, a, and a change we've been wanting to do for years. Finally, the Department of Transportation is very excited about the change as well because of how uh, busy we were last year. All right. F- finally, they got the, got on the same page. Hey, um, exactly. question. Um, what is the major uh, media newspaper or um, TV station down there in Maryhill, Washington? Uh, let's see. We have the Goldendale Sentinel. Ah, and uh, does that is that how you advertise the concerts? Because everyone knows about it now, so when they come back next year, they can find your website. They're already. I mean, you've had concerts for what eight years now? Well, '03 is when we started. So oh, okay, yeah, wow. A long time. I guess I'm thinking in wine terms. <laughs> you released <laughs> yeah. the concert, started in 03, but uh, 03 Harvest. Uh, so very fun. And um, how how many vineyards are you cultivating right now for this this season, this harvest? So the 80 acres of the fruit around us makes up about 20% of our production. And then we're buying from 12 other vineyards all throughout the Columbia Valley Appalachian, as far away as the Walloop Slope and Walla Walla and up in the Yakima Valley, and all through the gorge here. Uh, also, and congratulations on your great accolades for the Seattle Wine Awards. I, I see that you uh, have multiple double golds and some golds, and uh, that's fantastic to to have. I mean, you're, you're like the fifth largest winery in Washington, or sixth? Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's always nebulous and changing right there, but I, I know we're probably within the top ten anyway. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, you know, Richard does a, such a great job with the whites and the reds, and I love that you have all these different uh, price tiers which give people involved in uh, different price points. And, and sometimes when we think about price points, we think about, you know, how I have to be too serious about this wine. I don't want to be serious. I just want to relax and enjoy it. So I, I want to buy a $15 wine and not a $50 wine. But I know you have all of them. Uh, what's your favorite uh, uh, Columbia Valley Series wine? You know, um, we have started this new vineyard series, which is our upper tier, but even they are affordable. Um, we're, we're partnering with several iconic growers, and Richard's just doing beautiful with the fruit, and we're working with some really interesting Rhone varietals like Kunwa and Sinso and, of course, Grenache and Syrah, and so that's kind of been my, my favorite go-to 
uh, wines lately. Mm, I like that. You've got great taste. And and those are very exciting varieties here in uh, Washington, especially with our warm heat. And we, we're like the Rhone Valley with uh, the great heat units and, of course, our diverse soils with the basalt and uh, the loess and, and uh, all this volcanic activity from thousands and millions of years ago. So um, what is that yeah. uh, Vineyard Series price point? Uh, let's see. You can pick some up for probably mid twenties to about forty. Oh, awesome! All right, that is very affordable, and uh, it's good to hear that because if you want a great bottle of wine um, uh, to take to your friends and then really sit down and enjoy it, uh, you've got that uh, beautiful tier there. Um, when it comes to rosé, do you do one rosé or do you do two? We're doing one. It's a rosé of Sangiovese that the tutors out of Tudor Hill Vineyards in Grandview, Washington, grows for us. And we grow it specifically for rosé, so it's a little higher crop load, a little lower bricks, uh, and we, we grow it specifically for our rosé of San Giovese. I love it. What does that run? That is about $12. $12. What a deal. Well, so fun to reconnect with you, Vicki. I appreciate your time, and uh, uh, always good to... We'll look forward to next year for concerts. I want to come down and rock out with my glass out. (laughs) So thanks so much (laughs) for joining me. Awesome. All right, Vicki. Thank you. All right, cheers. Hey, that's a great show today. We had Jamie Piha, John Sandberg, and Vicki Luthold, The Day in the Life of Mary Hill Winery. I hope to see you next week, 6 o'clock, right here on 570 KVI. Remember, folks, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers. Cheers.